0: I've been thinking about getting like – there's this gal on TikTok who is like a glass worker. Like she's learning how to blow glass and all this sort of stuff, and she sells glass pens, like the the Mm quill-type pens where you have to dip in the ink and whatever, and then you write with it. It looks so satisfying. There's a part of me that really wants one of these glass pens to – you know dip into ink and freaking do all
1: that they blow it up like a balloon animal right like you can't yeah, that, that yeah
0: they blow into it or they pull it and uh, it, glass working and glass working and uh blacksmithing seem like really cool hobbies that are super expensive that i absolutely want
1: to get into it's cuz all those TikToks pop up and you see all the all the different them molding a, a nice uh-huh. little base and uh yeah, I'm a guy who wants to build things at heart. Yeah. I
0: yeah. I got actually we'll this will be how we start. There you I mean go. we can include this if we want to, but uh let's get into it. Hey, size in the stash. We're here. I'm uh, we're mid conversation. But we felt this would be a good time. I'm Austin. Hey's Parker. Parker, yeah.
1: how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well this afternoon, this morning, uh, this evening, whenever you're listening. Much to better us. than you were doing yesterday. Much, much better. Yes. <laughs> it was not feeling very good yesterday. Um Yeah back yep. at it better wait, wait, than ever. But uh but yeah yeah we're we're all good you know it, it, you feel always feel really good a couple of days after you get sick or in my case a yeah. day after you get sick you feel really good for a few days so we'll see how long i can keep this up.
0: Absolutely. So on the topic of cool things that i see on TikTok that i want to like be able to do uh-huh. and stuff so Glass blowing. I think
1: that'd be really cool. Yeah, well, like glass blowing. Okay, you gotta, you gotta. We, if we're gonna invite people into our conversation, yeah, okay. we need to explain glass blowing because you just said glass blowing and then my mind laughed a little bit. Well, so, uh, <laughs> go ahead. It, well, we can fun. include the part about the. the pen. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. we can include we'll, all that. We'll, we'll go. Okay. Yeah, never mind. We'll,
0: we'll figure out where to start this podcast. You've already. And we, you, I, it's yeah. been explained. Gotcha, and gotcha. So, that looks really cool. <laughs> and then also. Mm-hmm. Uh, blacksmithing, like legit taking metal, putting it in fire, hammering it and making a knife out of it. That seems super cool. And I have the second half of making a knife for Christmas. We, my family does a secret Santa every year and we start by giving a smaller gift that's like, you know, 20, 30 bucks or whatever. And you send it to them just as like a, Hey, it's Christmas time. My Secret Santa, as my smaller gift this year, got me a knife uh, whetstones like knife sharpening kit oh yeah yeah where yeah. like you have to actually dip the, mm-hmm. the stone in and you have to hold it and grind it and all that sort of stuff and I am so excited yeah. to just sit at home and sharpen all of my knives it's almost like
1: you're reverting back to the, the 1700s yes. with your technology so you, it kind of feels primal
0: in, in a way it does yeah yeah. because I, I have like a knife sharpener with the, like you just said on and you pull
1: it through whatever yeah with the little V shape it it's doesn't got the,
0: work very well. Hmm. Like it's not. It doesn't work very well. And so I am. I am convinced that I am going to get all of my knives just razor yep. sharp because my knives are dull. And it is partially because my wife thinks that knives are cool to use for DIY
1: projects. Oh yeah. So like uh, <laughs> yeah, like like cutting wood, cutting wood. Yeah, wood. A, with, with like a kitchen knife. Yeah, or like a, like a steak knife or uh-huh. something. My wife yeah, we we had not a
0: good. we had a bread knife and we still have it. I don't know why we still have it. But she was putting up uh wooden dowels mm-hmm. to use in our uh, um, closet. And she cut it at Home Depot like a quarter of an inch too long. And so she gets out the serrated bread knife and just starts just- going to town <laughs> On this, on those, this thick, like those, inch and a half, two yeah. inch thick dowel, and I'm like, I don't. Why? Why? Those She's like, little... Well, it's just a, it's just, it's a knife. It's yeah. the same thing as a saw. No, it's not. No. Totally different no, no, thing. No, no. When asked the neighbor for a for a saw, two seconds was through that thing. She had spent the better part of half an hour hacking through. This bread knife, the,
1: those couldn't. poor the poor teeth oh. on that little bread knife.
0: Now that yeah. that knife can't cut bread anymore. Yeah. It's so dull. <laughs> it can't even cut bread. Can't cut bread.
1: Uh, she killed the knife. She did. I don't That's know why it, we yeah. still have
0: it. I don't but, know if I can sharpen serrated knives with the with a whetstone. I don't know.
1: I don't, I don't know. You don't know, know what either. I'm talking about with the whetstone, yeah, right? It, well, how, it's, uh, how how I'm imagining it is the ones that I've seen before, where it's like a pedal, and you push the pedal down, and then and the thing starts no, spinning. It's it okay.
0: is, it's not that. But sophisticated. But you know what I'm talking about, I do right? Know what yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, about. yeah, those kind it's of things. Not that sophisticated. It is purely on one side, it's like super fine uh, sandpaper. Mm. On one side, it's a thousand grit. On the other side, it's five thousand grit. Yeah and you just sit there and you just go keep, you going. keep yeah. going back and mm-hmm. forth mm-hmm. on it until it creates a burr and then you flip it over you do the other side and and then you take it put it on a piece of leather and you go and then the uh, knife is super sharp yeah yeah so uh, you can expect many videos of me like cutting through paper just going and then uh, the the best one is where they slice a tomato and they like slice it and it's real thin. so thin. thin. Yeah, so I've thin. seen those
1: where, like slices of bread where yeah. you can see through the see through the the middle of the bread. Absolutely yeah, that's crazy. You're
0: gonna get so many snapshots. <laughs> yeah, Me <yeah. laughs> just be like Parker, look what I did. <laughs> Parker, look at this.
1: <laughs> you need like an ASMR, you know, thing with that. Yeah. yeah like, come on, the ASMR of the uh, of the knife going across mm-hmm. the sandpaper. Absolutely. You could, uh, you could get some views. Huge views. <laughs> Huge views.
0: Huge views. you kidding me? And then if you add in blacksmithing and I make the knives myself, come on. Print money.
1: Austin the blacksmith. Stash the
0: blacksmith. Stash, stash the smith. Stash smith. Stash smith.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, man. Goodness gracious. Does your family do anything like Secret Santa? Because like, my family yeah. is really big, and so instead of buying... Presents for everybody. We we do a Secret Santa. My parents will like buy presents for everyone, or now that we're all older, just give us all cash. Um, yeah, but they'll wrap it nicely yep. for yep. us. Yep. So that's yep. really
1: fun. <laughs> that's right. Put, put it. In, a lot of it now is gift card. Like I still get gift cards, so yeah. it's like the gift cards come in a in a nice little card or something like that. Yep. Yep. You open yep. One, yep. one of them. Boom. There it is. Exactly. But yeah, we do Secret Santa. We we, we this is our first year actually. We're doing Secret oh. Santa. My family wants to do it. I've done it with friends before. The one thing I don't like is White Elephant. That's the oh. that's the worst one. Secret Santa's okay, mm-hmm. um, but White Elephant gets, I don't know, so feelings Elephant, get hurt. Yeah. Feelings
2: get
0: hurt in White, White Elephant, Elephant, and that's so the one that I can't do. What's the difference between, so White Elephant is the one where, like, you bring in just a, some from home, or, like, the I can never remember, because there's two. There's one where, like, you buy a present, and it could be for anybody, yeah. and then, like, you, you one person draws a number, they're number one. They pick, and then whoever then comes next can either steal that yeah. one or they can pick another present.
1: Yep, yep. Is that white elephant? Yeah, that's white elephant. That's white elephant. That's white elephant. That's white elephant. White elephant. That's white elephant. That I we've done that before with a group of friends. That it just it's uh, stupid. Not good. Secret Santa those okay, um, but uh, it could also be awkward too. You know, you you draw that name out of a hat, and you're just like, oh man, I don't know what to get this person. Um, best
0: thing ever is my family and now my wife's family we do secret santa through a website called elfster and you sign up you know, you sign up with your email whatever and then in it you can go in and create a wish list that everyone can see but then specifically, it pulls a name for you, so that way you can see their thing. And mm. I think it's genius. It
1: gives you an idea. Absolutely. Huh? Well, bet, okay, let's have person answer Elfster for you. Elfster is
0: a big game changer oh, in the world of Secret Santa.
1: Interesting. Elfster. Elfster.com. That's right. Give them some. Uh, give them some credit. Free, free pub. Yeah. Don't need those Amazon wish lists. Like no, no. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Don't yeah. need any yeah. of that. No, I get it. But uh, yeah, so I can I can handle Secret Santa. But uh, anybody out there trying to do White Elephant? why are why are we still doing white elephant doesn't make any sense. 2023 but uh people like to have some fun so (laughs) i guess that's it
3: people people like to have
0: fun i don't know why they're doing white elephant to have fun but people like to have fun (laughs) oh goodness gracious speaking of people having fun you know who's having a great time who's that every Husker fan on the planet right now. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's that time of year again. It's the off-season.
0: Off-season national championship. Here we come. Even before the national
1: champions are crowned. Yeah. Baby, yeah. we, we we dominate December. Right, we, we don't right. we don't do well in. August. We don't play August. any games
0: in December. Yeah, we no. don't play any games after December. Nope. But boy, do we
1: dominate and December. You, some could argue we barely play in August, September, October, <laughs> and November. But hey,
0: we were undefeated in October this year. That's right, all right? That's right. We do play in October. We play yep. in October. Yep. Right, October. <laughs> uh, but
1: uh, yeah, December it, it's it's a whole Kool Aid overflow, and it uh, basically uh, Austin has a lot to do with some uh, quarterbacks uh, that yeah. are. Uh, both in the transfer portals and uh, most recently ones that are in the upcoming recruiting class that is uh, making a lot of shockwaves across college football. Uh, because there's not a lot of talk with college football now. It's a lot of the prime for the bowl season. Anything with college football right now is you know about previewing matchups and you know, a lot of that boring stuff, right? We we preview matchups each week, uh, during the season, right? Yeah. We've got still time to do that. Now it's about recruiting. Who's making some of the splashes in recruiting? And oh boy. Did Nebraska make some big, big splashes yesterday? There was about a two-hour stretch... Also, I'm really glad we're doing this today. We missed our our podcast on Monday because a lot of this would have been outdated. <laughs> because from about five o'clock to seven o'clock last night, Nebraska had crystal balls, which is the fancy word they use for uh, recruiting websites will we use to crystal ball uh, a prediction for for a yeah. player. Uh, we had a a, a a couple websites, rivals twenty four seven on three that they, they put on Kyle McCord, uh, the transfer from Ohio State, as a crystal ball to Nebraska. Cords McCord's a graduate from Ohio State, so he has one year to play at a school. Could come to Nebraska. Had 24 touchdowns, 6 interceptions last year for the Buckeyes was really good. And then uh, shortly after that, there was some story that I I saw almost right away. I thought it was fake or like, oh my gosh, clickbait, like whatever. And the headline was, Dylan Rayola or or Huskers making a push for Dylan Rayola. And I was like, that's old old news. Is this like four months old? Like like he's committed to Georgia. And then uh, you you click into the story and uh, they say, no, they're making a, a big push for him, all that. And then after I read that I saw like current Husker recruits, Devon Hall, who goes to Bellevue West, Isaiah McMorris, who goes to Bellevue West, uh, and then current players, Malachi Coleman, uh, other guys, they start to tweet the I emojis or the, you know, kind of the, mm-hmm. uh-oh, something, uh oh, something's A-O. up. And then 24 uh, 7 Sports has a, a, a very, um, very good, well credible, that's not a, a good way to phrase it. Very credible sure. uh, uh, recruiting analyst named Steve Wiltfong. He, he never misses on these kind of crystal ball predictions. He's the national recruiting director for this website. And uh, he put out a, an article that said expect Nebraska to flip uh, George, Dylan Rayola from Georgia to Nebraska by the time... You know, wow. national early signing day comes on December twentieth, which is in eight days. Yeah. So expect uh, them to uh, flip this commitment and now. Uh, Nebraska has the number one uh, high school recruit in the country uh, and the number two overall player, and uh, Dylan Rayola, potentially. All right, this is all sure. uh, yet yet to come, uh, according uh, to what what's been said, and, and also uh, one of the best transfer portal quarterbacks. Uh, So Nebraska is going from, uh, ideally, it's ideally that it's going to work out this way, but they're going from the worst quarterback room in Power 5 football, maybe to the best quarterback (laughs) room in Power 5 football, Uh, which is, I mean, with two former, I forget to say, Kyle McCord was a former five-star recruit out of high school, uh, and and this was his first full year playing at Ohio State. Again, had a good year, 24 touchdowns, six interceptions is Mm -hmm. pretty good. Had a brand new offensive line from what they had last year at Ohio State, so... What C.J. Stroud had, you know, was and, and they made the the college football playoff, the semifinal, completely different. Line right, excuses, whatever. They lost to Michigan again, and they're you know twelve and one. They're going to play in the Cotton Bowl or whatever it is. But he had a great year, and uh, man, if he was the guy <laughs> this year for Nebraska, a lot of the problems that we had with the Huskers were from that quarterback position, interceptions, fumbles, sure. all of that. McCord doesn't do that, and if you have a guy coming in from. You know, former Georgia commit, another five-star quarterback hanging around behind him. That's pretty dang good, uh, yeah. Austin. So uh, it was uh, it was a wild day uh, in terms of all of that yesterday.
0: It really was a wild day. And immediately, of course, everyone is thinking about, okay, here we go. Next year is Nebraska's year. And then we got Riola for three years. And then it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this. I... Have been burned by yeah. my Kool Aid for years
1: now. You see how I was trying to be reserved while I was talking. I mean, you were. I, it was, you were trying like, really hard now, to be knows? reserved. Who knows? I. I but but what are you're what right. are
0: immediate immediate red flags for me? Include things like the fact that this guy from Ohio State didn't put up these crazy numbers like we have seen from Ohio State quarterbacks Other, in the past. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, when you think of Ohio State quarterbacks, you think of guys that are lighting up the statue. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. He's passable. He clearly is a good managing quarterback, which is something that Nebraska didn't have, right? So if he does end up coming to Nebraska, which sounds likely that he will, that is an improvement. Mm-hmm. But is it a big enough improvement to jump Nebraska into a national conversation? I don't know. It seems like it's it's at least that. uh it's at least a bowl game yep. type of change.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent that. Like, <laughs> look, Kyle McCord is the quarterback here. We're going to make a bowl game next season. Whoa, Mark, What's today? December twelfth, two thousand twenty three. Twelve, yeah. 2023. 12, I mean, 12, if, he, if, he, if he is a twelve game starter at quarterback for Nebraska next season, uh-huh. we're going to a bowl game. Wow, and if we don't. You can close this football program down. It's it's over. <laughs> it's over uh, here Never in play another so,
0: snap again. Turn Memorial Stadium into a museum. Yes,
1: do it. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, have reruns of the '95, '97 football seasons on there, and that we'll just call it good. Every Saturday here in in Lincoln and in uh, in Nebraska, we could just <laughs> watch, watch reruns of the '90s. Wow. That'll be our if if uh, we don't make a bowl game next year. If Kyle McCord right. is our starting quarterback for twelve games, and I say that because he gets hurt and maybe rail the thing doesn't happen and then we, we were stuck with chubba for like you know eight games and you know, we well, end but up that but that raises
0: a really interesting question now there are three quarterbacks at nebraska yeah. with starting
1: experience don't forget by the way daniel Kalen, and and there was a report about this yesterday he's sure. the bellevue west current quarterback commit to nebraska mm-hmm. and nebraska is still going to honor his commitment for for next mm-hmm. year's class so they, they could be taking daniel Kalen and dylan rayola and then you were just about to, to get to that, but you know, Kyle McCord comes in. There's three quarterbacks: Chubba and Heinrich are still on the roster. Uh-huh. Jeff Sims officially in the transfer portal. Right, good riddance, sir. Um, <laughs> Thanks and, for your time. Yeah, You're thank a wonderful you. teammate. We appreciated yes.
0: everything you did. Get the f- out. Of <laughs> it. Yes, Damn it. <laughs> market seventeen oh nine. Oh, I was trying so hard.
1: GTFO uh, <laughs> says the stash. and So, the, so, but right there, you know, with Jeff Sims out, those those are five quarterbacks uh, next year in, in that quarterback room. Which is uh, uh I mean, all of those guys are uh maybe not Daniel Kalen yet. He's a he's a freshman. But Dylan Rayola could go anywhere and start as a true freshman. When you're the number two overall quarterback commit in the country, mm-hmm. you're gonna go to a school like, like you know, like he was gonna go to Georgia, probably to sit behind a year and then mm-hmm. enter in his second season, then he leads Georgia for two years and then goes to the NFL. Those are the kind of general rises that you see with these type of top two quarter top three quarterback commits as Rayola is. Uh, but, you know, and who knows, maybe he's he's planning on if he does come to Nebraska. I I hate, you know I hate doing all this if if if, but uh, assuming he does, like like everybody is predicting, does he want to start right away? Does he want to get playing time right away? Or is uh is it is he kinda know it's gonna be Kyle McCourt like like the whole thing I'm trying to get to here is Matt Rule's going to have some decisions now at the quarterback mm. spot, but he has a lot of areas that are exciting and, uh, I think, winnable uh, for Nebraska in the future. No
3: Definitely
0: better options yes, than he had yes. all this year. And yep. that's saying, you know, Heinrich Harburg did fine, but what was our biggest complaint all year? He mm. wasn't actually a quarterback. Right. He, he wasn't even really a running back. He was more of a tight end that got the ball first. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and you I know? think it
1: showed you, I, And the more out we get from the season, the more it's like... Nebraska came in here and really revamped their offense. It was mm-hmm. totally different than what you saw a year, the last few years under Scott Frost. Absolutely. And Heinrich and Chuba came in here, learned under a, a certain type of offense. So when they revamped it oftentimes the hardest position to try to catch up to a revamped offense is the quarterback and so those guys were kind of at uh, it seemed like a couple steps back where everybody else was maybe a couple steps forward now that's a total generalization and not that didn't happen like every play but sure. I think if you look at it fully it was that uh, you know I mean, it's tough to do that in the first year especially when quarterbacks have been working with a certain type of system uh, for a long time and that's what Nebraska had to do and it took uh you know Heinrich it worked out well because he when five. Heinrich went 5-1 and one mm-hmm. as a starting quarterback, which is still ridiculous to say that we didn't make a bowl game this year. But, um, you know, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it was probably pretty tough. It was a tough year for them. They have a really good situation going in. If, if This is how it works out for the Big Red this year.
0: Nebraska does have a really good situation moving forward yep. if all of the pieces fall yeah. into place, now, which, you know, would... Anything can happen. This is college football. And, you know, Matt Rule has even talked about the fact that if you want to get a top end quarterback off the transfer portal, it's going to cost you a million, two million dollars. That 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 clip went viral uh, not too long ago. And so the fact that Nebraska seemingly is not only seemingly not only getting a high end quarterback like McCord is Nebraska is also picking up. Possibly a wide receiver from Ohio State. They're also possibly picking up uh, a defensive end from Florida Mm -hmm. and a running back from Florida as well. Yep. In Trevor Etienne and Princely, I'm going to screw this name up,
1: Uman Mielin. That's it. That, wasn't it. that was just my best best <laughs> attempt as well. So uh, yeah, Princely Uman Mielin uh, is the brother of Prince Will, who is uh, currently on the team. Prince Will mm-hmm. had a pretty good year. He was uh, a, a freshman um, at at Nebraska this season. Had a good year, got got some snaps, played well. Uh, now his brother, Princely, was a good starter at Florida. One of their leaders on the defensive line. Rumors that he's going to come join his brother here at Nebraska. Again, rumors. And then the other one, Julian Fleming, uh, you talked about the uh, wide receiver. So he was the wide receiver with Kyle McCord uh, at Ohio State. uh, Also another former five-star wide receiver coming out of high school. He had 26 catches this season, no touchdowns uh, Mm -hmm. there. But there were a lot of – I mean, Ohio State had – I'm forgetting one of them. But uh, the obvious one is Marvin Harrison, Mm -hmm. who – required most of the attention there on that offense. So Julian Fleming was kind of down with this is a guy who would come in and be an immediate impact with Nebraska. So, and they are saying that if McCord comes Fleming is going to come because they're, good friends, and they're going to follow each other along with their college careers. So uh, that could happen, and uh, that would be big. Uh, The one that I saw some cold water poured on just a little bit ago, actually, was Trevor Etienne. Mm. You may have heard the last name. You definitely have heard the last name. He's been a good player on your (laughs) fantasy team. Uh, Travis Etienne of the Jacksonville Jaguars, his brother Trevor, was a starting running back for Florida this year. Uh kind of split uh, the snaps a little bit, but had a good season and uh now they're saying he might be like a Florida State or Ohio State uh transfer, but mm-hmm. uh, at least Nebraska's in the conversation there, which is uh which is good to see. So
0: Nebraska's really opening up the pocketbook yeah. in this year's transfer mm-hmm. portal. And as well, they're they're
1: getting serious, which is They are um, getting serious. Uh, you, you kind of always had that feeling with the collective here at Nebraska, but yeah. they're really starting to put their money where their mouth is. They they just bought the Learjet, right? That that right. that was a story from last week where uh, they ended. I don't know. That, I'm not going to get into it, but they basically ended a partnership with one aviation company, started a new one, but just they donated a jet to them. Now they get to fly this Learjet like you know 36 hours a year or something like that mm-hmm. uh, to go around the country. So that's big, and and yeah, but they're really starting to get serious that you know, college football is changing it's not like what you and i were when we were watching it 10 15 years ago i mean it, it's very different to what it was five years ago from now mm-hmm. it's becoming the nfl minor leagues with uh you know a lot of the economy uh kind of resembling that as well because yeah. players are getting paid and there's different money and nil contracts and recruits and and all that stuff, it gets interesting. And you have to be to be a player in this. You have to be able to spend the money on these kind of recruits, transfers, mm-hmm. whatnot. So um, Nebraska is proving that they are really wanting to get in that space, and they're willing to spend the money to do it.
0: How do you think this sort of thing, real? This sort of thing really messes with Matt Rule's whole deal, right? When Matt Rule came in, he and we have talked about this. Uh, a lot is that Matt rule is a developer. Mm-hmm. He wants to develop the guy. And that was one of his things that he said that we compared him to coach prime because prime said, I'm not hard to find. Whereas Matt Rule was going out, finding guys and Matt rule was like, I want to coach the guys that are here because these are my guys. They're the ones that stuck around. Right. He's not doing that right mm-hmm. now. He's finding replacements for these guys. Mm-hmm. He's finding replacements for, Heinrich Harbert. He's finding replacements for running backs that went down with injuries. And like he's finding these replacements from guys elsewhere. And I I don't know, so, this I know that this is how college football is done. I am aware that this is how college football is now. And I, and so it's hard for me to complain especially when Nebraska is going out and getting these guys. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't feel well, it, something doesn't feel right with this.
1: I think uh I think what Matt has said before is he has said that our team, as long as i 'm here, will forever be bound to the development process. Mm-hmm. getting a player when they 're freshmen when they 're seniors in high school, freshmen sophomore juniors senior that is that is the preferred way to develop a program that is where like the success from your program comes from is from those guys that were freshmen and they were on the scout team to mm-hmm. so sophomore second year players to junior seniors. And then that is the the prime of your team. And then and then you fill in the extra spots with the transfer portal. Those are a lot of, how a lot of coaches I think tr you know, treat approach
0: the transfer portal. And, that's not what it is right now though. Yeah, but I I, I finding don't know. finding quarterbacks and five star yeah. wide receivers and Big defensive ends that had those are starting experience. Those
1: are your holes in your teams that you go and fill because you want that. But but where it where you don't see a lot of transfers and you see it. You see transfers in every position, but you know, the offensive lines, the defensive sure. lines, the linebackers, the uh, the 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 tight ends, the blocking tight ends. the tight ends nobody even cares about. The tight ends mm-hmm. that are just on the field because they're run blocking. They're out ahead of this star transfer running back that's you know uh, or star transfer quarterback Jaden Daniels at LSU who's running a 78-yard touchdown and there's an excellent block by a, a fifth-year tight end on the line like that's that's where it starts probably with Matt Rule so mm-hmm. that's the biggest focus and then again dropping in the pieces where they're necessary because again college football is a changed world it's so different uh from from what it was obviously in the past and you have these uh you know opportunities to get these new players so i think you I think the best coaches will start with the developmental process, mm-hmm. freshman, to senior year, and then the other ones will, uh, you know, mm-hmm. or, and, and then those same coaches will will sprinkle in the rest. Yeah, I don't know if you can. <laughs> Dion might be an outlier, but if Dion thinks he's going to do it all through the transfer portal, good luck. I mean, get, get literally good luck because uh, you did that last year and you you thought it would be a really good year and it it wasn't. It was not. As we're four and eight, you're going into a a pretty tough league too in the Big Twelve. So well,
0: but you um, know that's yeah. the other thing that that kind of raises questions <laughs> about all of this is that yes, Nebraska is is grabbing Nebraska the last couple years has grabbed three or four big names off the transfer yeah. portal. You know, I, the number of times that I've heard this guy was a five star oh. recruit when he came in. Right. Like the number of times I've heard that over the last couple of years is mm-hmm. growing, 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 growing. And so it's not that I think Matt Rule is just like hinging on the transfer portal. And then like this is the only way that he's going to bring in the kind of talent that he needs. It's more just like if I were. Say I were a fan of well shoot if I were a fan of UCF mm-hmm. right who's now in the Big Twelve who plays in Florida that that is fighting for these high
1: level recruits in Florida 2017 national champions absolutely. come on come Got on now leave guy, can't leave that out yeah.
0: absolutely say I'm a UCF that doesn't have this kind of financial backing am I feeling slighted am I am I just Am I pissed at the situation? Yeah. You know, and it's not because it's very easy for us as Nebraska fans to look at this and see that, hey, we have a football team. We have a a sports. uh, All of our sports pay for themselves, you know, whether that's football picking up the slack of a of a wrestling team or something like that. But we have a bunch of sports that pay for themselves. Mm -hmm. We have a sports uh, sports is not a net loss. At Nebraska and on top of it, we have donors and alums and Mm -hmm. all of these different people that are willing to put more money into the sports programs is uh, is Nebraska just paying to win is Nebraska just paying enough money to be
1: good. Whereas other schools cannot or I would are argue not. that
0: Alabama Alabama didn't buy their way to to success. Like yes, they had they are the product of the previous generation of college football where they needed a coach you're to
1: not, I mean, no, no, technically not, but do they have good donors? Do they have, do good, they good, have good donors, yeah, I think they, they do, do. you're one hundred percent right. Yeah. You know, but when I look at like but they didn't win. They didn't get their success on on, on I mean, transfers, right? Right. They didn't no, get their no, success. No, no. It, it, it was it was pure developmental. Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Exactly. Like, starting out, and you get you get a freshman here. You get a you get a three star from Tennessee that that nobody really knows or sees, and and then you develop him into a a, a pro uh, type player. No, that that definitely did happen uh, there with Alabama. But yeah, anyway. And so I guess it, that
0: that just all i'm curious does all of the money that flows through nebraska cheapen and this is this is entirely drinking the Kool-Aid mm-hmm. and saying that nebraska is going to turn things around next year this is entirely saying that nebraska is bringing in the players that they need to fill the spots to be successful and be in the conversation for a yeah. conference championship next year two years down the road is this cheapening what nebraska is doing is this cheapening college football? Is the amount of money being put in cheap making college football cheap? You
1: can make that argument. You can make that I, I, I often wonder if this is uh if, if college football is gonna fully break off from college sports, yeah. like like totally become its it, it the only thing that has its affiliation with college is just the name that the school is attached to. Sure. And none of the finances run through it. It's all run through companies in, in the cities that that hold these college football teams. It because the money is getting kind of ridiculous. It's it is. Getting, it's getting outlandish, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And there's not a lot of clarity on when it will start to make sense. I mean, the NCAA is coming down, and we we I don't I can't get into this, but I know the NCAA has released some plans on what they want to see. Charlie Baker, the president of the NCAA, has has said, "Look, we want to we want to like one of the things he said was we want the schools to be in charge of of the of paying the players." And the n i l functions right now schools cannot pay right. emphatically cannot pay players, but charlie Baker's you know maybe we get into uh, an avenue where schools can start to pay that's a whole different conversation uh, that that we can have at a later date, but um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a wild world <laughs> that yeah. I, I, like I, I don't think uh, I don't and think anybody knows the answer to. And that's the thing. It's gonna continue to change, and uh, you know what we say right now is probably gonna be completely different a year or two from now. So anyway, that yeah. is
0: the thing. We are in the wild west yeah. right now when it comes to nil money buying players, all this sort of stuff. And I guess I don't the the thing that I don't want to see is the thing that has happened to, like, the sellout streak, mm-hmm. right? Everyone says that the sellout streak is cheap because Nebraska sells a bunch of tickets for 5 bucks a ticket, yep. and then those tickets get donated, or, or, or they do this, yeah. or whatever.
1: Or a big donor comes and sweeps up all the, all the all rest those... of the tickets and doesn't give them all away, it just gives, like, 20 of them, you know? Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't want Nebraska to be successful at the cost of Nebraska's reputation. And at the moment... With Matt Rule being honest about what it takes to bring in a big name quarterback, that's what it feels like is happening. It doesn't feel like Nebraska is recruiting anymore. It feels like Nebraska is buying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And granted, this has been going on for at least two years where Nebraska and other colleges are making nil important and so therefore they are buying players but it was never framed in that way and so for matt rule to come in and say this sort of thing and be public about it it's commendable yeah it's absolutely commendable to to say hey this is this is the state of how things are but perspective is everything the reason why colorado was the villains was because coach prime put himself Mm -hmm. in the position Mm -hmm. to be perceived as the villain I don't want Nebraska to be the villain. Nebraska has never been the villain. I, I I don't think ever. You know, even in the '90s when they were, in the '90s who was the villain? Miami, yeah, yeah. Florida. Like all the all these other teams were the villains. Nebraska was never the villain. Nebraska in
1: was pretty hated in the '90s. They they were hated by the national the national because at that time you know we were Alabama, right? Sure. Like, like we and and I think a lot of people hated that Nebraska was winning. That's a, that's different though. Right. That is but, different. But um. But yeah, yeah, no, that that's interesting. So that's I guess that's
0: where, and, and all of this is just philosophical, right? Yeah. None of this is like set in stone. None, none of this is like actually real. Mm-hmm. Nebraska is mm-hmm. just
1: doing what every other yeah. school is doing. I mean, LSU got Jaden Daniels out of the transfer portal. Jaden Daniels won the Heisman Trophy this year. right? And, uh, you know, yeah. So, but, and I wonder what LSU paid for James Daniels, probably, probably, uh, what 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 donor popped up the money there Mm for LSU's collective to get that guy to come to LSU. So, it's the way it is, and um, and I don't mean to
0: be I don't mean to be a downer because uh, at the moment the Kool Aid is flowing and we want to be. So you're saying what
1: what you're saying is that um you know (laughs) just gonna give you paint you scenario right I'm gonna keep it it super simple right Nebraska wins the big. 10 championship in two years in two years all right now one of them now picture both scenarios one of them is that nil is never a thing like Mm -hmm. never a thing and then one is that it is in nebraska got all these players and they win a big 10 championship the other is you know forget uh forget paying athletes right same old college football and that rule came here and developed developed boom we're big 10 champions in two years you feel better about the the that scenario than it would be to buy all these players and win with a, with a bot quarterback, with a bot receiver, with a bot linebacker. Like that feel the, the yes. first feels better, right?
0: Yes, development the first where it's development where it's development yep. and it is earned. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Being being bought, <laughs> this is not is, a is the problem. This is a conversation about college football in general. It really is. Yeah. it's not much about Nebraska, but no, but, um, because but uh, yeah, it. Because I, I think I, you know, I half agree with you. It, it, I would rather. I miss college football from 15 years ago. I, I miss mm-hmm. how it felt. Um, it felt so. I can't think of a better way well, to describe it, it. It felt so amateur, and I, and, and I don't mean. I mean that. Well, you but know.
0: that's I, I, I the, that is kind of the thing about all of this whole conversation is that even though it was pretty well known. That and, and players have gone on record, and and pre p- players from the past have gone on record to say that yeah, I received a check in the mail. It yeah. no one I I I received a, a a bunch of cash that I have no idea where it came but, from. Yeah, but from the
1: nineties, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, all, yeah, all yeah.
0: this sort of stuff, right? So clearly. Paying players is not a new thing, mm-mm, mm-mm. but the perspective was different, mm-hmm. and so it was it was this idealist kind of perspective where hard work means good things happen, right? And that's a thing that you could you you could look at at a Tim Tebow, or you could look at uh, a Tommy Fraser, or whatever, and these kids could have heroes yeah. that appear to be guys who worked really hard that then made it onto these teams that then helped bring the this team come together and there was a bunch of people who worked really hard and they won a national championship. You can't you can't even begin to paint that picture. You can paint the picture of this guy worked really hard and now he's really wanted, but you can't paint this team this picture of like we as a team came together worked really hard. Mm-hmm.
1: That, that no, just doesn't you exist. A, you got a bunch of rentals, and it and it you do. and it clicked. Clicked it's for like, you guys. Hey, You're like, hey, to... you guys clicked the quickest. Uh, you that's, know, it. With, with that's it. That's exactly right. it. Yeah. And yeah. so it's
0: weird. It's mm-hmm. it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a That's why my moral compass is really swinging around like crazy yep. because I know this is what college football is. I know that college mm-hmm. football is paying for players and bringing in the best guys possible, and those who have the most money are going to uh, are going to win right but then there's also the part of me that is a dad of Hank the Tank who one day maybe i hope to put out into the world of sports and
1: 20, I, 41 recruiting that's class right, right. What, what is it whatever, whatever it would be yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: so i and i want to Teach him that being a part of a team and leaning on your teammates is so important, and that's not that's not the lesson being shown Mm -hmm. right now. It is the the point right now is that hey, go out, get as much money as you can, make it to the NFL, continue to make money. It
1: doesn't work uh, where you're at right now. Oh, you go 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 somewhere somewhere else. else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Just head out, quit on your team, right? Yeah, for the benefit of someone else, for the for the benefit of, of you to get more money, quit on your team, just leave them high and dry. It is what yep. it is. Yep, and I—that's it, it, what ugh, no, it feels I, gross.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. And I—I've sorry to sorry to pee in the
0: Kool Aid, everybody. <laughs> didn't mean to <laughs> no. bring the room down.
1: No, because I agree. I agree. And I—I don't—I don't like where college football is going. Like I've said already. Yeah, Just a dozen times on here. I miss college football from from what it was in 2008. It's like one of those nostalgia like flashbacks, re- remembering what what college football was like back then. Uh, but yeah, it's I feel like an old man now too. because yeah. <laughs> college football is in a good spot. I mean, it's very highly watched. It's uh, it is. very fascinating. I mean, the teams are incredible. Uh, Clearly, it's
0: as competitive as it's ever yeah. been. There yeah. was an undefeated team left out of the college football yeah. playoff. Yeah. it is as competitive as college football has ever been. There are six teams that have a that could have had a shot yeah. at the national
1: championship. And you wonder about these teams that aren't going to be able to pay uh to to get these transfers to even get NIL, you know, seniors in high school to come and recruit, mm-hmm. you know, Minnesota's uh coach PJ Fleck, I mean, openly like has been pushing Michigan donors to, hey, please like help us out here. Like yeah. you know, we're Minnesota, we're we're a proud state, we're a proud university, but we we aren't even near where like Nebraska is because we don't have the fan base that Nebraska has or, or like you know we're not we're not close to a lot of these schools and so now you have coaches that are out there trying to push their donors to like hey we like trying to sell their university and man that puts a lot in a tough spot and you just wonder where college football is going to be uh, in in a couple of years time when when this stuff continues I mean so, at
0: some point like it's just going to be the big brands of college yeah, football yeah right yeah. and Nebraska luckily is part hey, of that it looks. Like-
1: it looks like Nebraska <laughs> have a part had of that zero on-field success in the last uh you know 10 years let's just say mm-hmm. and uh it it some somehow, somehow changed, it though. feels like it every year, every year, every somehow year. it feels like we we are and uh, yeah, Dylan Dylan Rayola, come on, dude, let's do it, <laughs> let's keep, let's it. do it. I, I know we just have a conversation about how stupid all this stuff is, but listen, hey, Dylan Rayola different. Yeah, you want to yeah, know yeah, why yeah. he's not
0: a transfer reporter guy? That's true. He has a chance to turn this whole thing around because yeah. he'd be a freshman and he'd build. See Dylan Rayola. Come
1: on in, yep, come yep. on in, brother. Um, can we get to the Matt Rule clip? Yes, let's on, do that. Uh, we can we can listen to this here real quick and then and then have a comment on it. We'll uh, we got to talk about some volleyball too, man. Absolutely. I can't wait for that. But uh, Matt Rule was on Pat McAfee uh, earlier today, and McAfee's got a pretty big show. Um, and he, McAfee! yeah, when, when he gets uh, when he gets some um, uh, you know some guy on like this, especially the day after all the stuff with recruiting happened. Uh, It definitely is making the waves around the internet and around the sports world. So he had had Coach Rule on today, and uh, Coach Rule... Almost committed a re- or Pat McAfee almost made Coach Rule commit a recruiting violation. Uh, he is not Coach Rule is not supposed to talk about uh, Dylan Rayla or any current high school senior. That's a mm-hmm. rule that coaches have with the NCAA. But he was talking about this, talking about making splashes in the transfer portal, and uh, it's a couple minutes here, but uh, I think a good uh, clip from Coach Rule today on McAfee.
2: Yeah, building a program is going to be tough, seemingly, in this modern transfer portal era. I think there's over 1,000 guys in there right now. And you talked about how you got to recruit high school guys, other teams, and your own team. Each year, you kind of have to make sure people stay as Nebraska Cornhuskers. Sound like you're trying to recruit out of high school that way. Now, there's headlines being made right now about you having massive success Coming out of high school, congrats. Okay. Here you go, Matt. Congrats. Hey, you're not allowed to talk about it, I don't think. I know the NCAA has really strict rules that are really good and fair. You're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> and then also Transfer Portal, there's big conversation happening about you. How involved in all of that? How much are you preparing for the future with Transfer Portal guys, like for two years potentially signing a free agent, first building the roster? and like how How do you kind of balance the modern day of – College football recruiting. Now that you're back in it, and expected to be great in college football.
3: I I think each team's different. I think for us, we'll be like 90% high school and high school recruiting and high school development. It's it's kind of who we are. I mean, when you when you win at a place like Temple, when you win at Baylor, you like getting guys in and practicing them and developing them, and um, you know, and and you want them to you want them to want to stay. So, and then we'll we'll you know we'll augment it with a player here, a player there, someone maybe you have a connection to or relationship with, but. Um, even, even in my time in the NFL, both as an assistant at the Giants and then our time in Carolina, it was really important to me, like in Carolina, like I wanted to re-sign Christian McCaffrey. I wanted to re-sign DJ Moore. I wanted I wanted to be the guy that was taking care of his own guys in the locker room, not always going outside the locker room. And I think at this level, it's important to me that our locker room knows that, you know what, uh, the coach cares about them. He's not always, you're not going to bust your tail for three years and all of a sudden the coach is going to bring someone in ahead of you. Um, so that, that, that's really important to us. Try to do as much high school as possible. But when the time comes and you can get a difference maker, like you better go get them. And uh, there's some out there.
0: Interesting.
3: Ooh, that really frames our
0: entire last conversation very differently Mm -hmm. because – this well, is implying... I mean,
1: he, well, for, first, yeah, first, yes. he talked about 90% is all about what yes. we just said. Like, that, that is the most important thing. Like, 90% of it is developing a team, and then, as he said there right at the end, just sprinkling in and getting the talent where you need to to be successful in college football. So, uh, yeah, it, I... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the other part that he also hit on was the relationship part, right? Mm -hmm. He's bringing
0: in guys that they have a relationship with, and you see that with every guy that they are going and and getting out of the transfer portal. I mean, uh, McCord, I believe, almost committed to Nebraska when he was originally. If if I'm if I remember mm, correctly. I don't think so. I, never mind. He,
1: he was uh he uh, Kyle McCord was a commit to Ohio State as a five star quarterback when he was a sophomore in high school. So he, he never, never mind. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. There was another one, Cam Ward, uh who was uh teetering Nebraska. Teetering. He's gonna not come to he's probably going to like Florida State or Miami or something like that. Anyway. But, yeah. So
0: but then other guys that that are on the list, Princely, Unman mialen Close. close. Yeah, I know uh, his brother plays for plays for Nebraska uh, when it and then Julian Fleming mm-hmm. guy if he if McCord comes that's a relationship guy yep. right I, it really frames who they're going after a little bit differently guys yeah. that, that, that McCord being the odd man out
1: mm-hmm. of well go ahead yeah also McCord having Um. I, th- I think I think there were I think I read this and I could be just Touting BS here, okay. but I thought about it. Marcus Satterfield actually was trying to get Kyle McCord back in the day. That they, they had developed a relationship throughout his recruitment process, so there was already a previous relationship there with that's some of the coaches on staff. That's anyway. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, what yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah.
0: So it's all relationship based, right? That really changes the way I view what he's doing. Because if it's all relationship based, then that's still true recruiting. Granted, this comes with previous relationships plus a big check that you can hand the kid. That helps, but then that also reframes. That makes if if this year is the year that Matt Rule goes and does a bunch of transfer portal stuff, and then in the future he doesn't do near as much, then that totally changes the way I look at this situation. Mm Because that's exactly how it should be if Matt Rule is going to follow through with that way of thinking. And, of course, that depends on how the guys go and do their thing. But that, that comment really shifted the way I look at this.
1: I love that Matt rules at Nebraska first, like that, like yeah. to have this guy being the the voice and the face of your program. There, there are some coaches that aren't that are going to do it like how we talked about, you know, mm-hmm. earlier, and and that that does kind of feel the way college football is. But uh, no, Matt Matt is approaching this, I think, in a in an incredible way, and good luck to him. It's you can really start.
0: you can really tell that I did not watch the Pat McAfee no. interview. <laughs> If you go back and listen to this podcast, (laughs) we were immediately. And
1: and to be fair, it just happened. Like like that interview happened, then we started recording because you were like, "Hey, rules going on, McAfee. We should uh, just get a clip here." And that was the first clip. And then I, I was like, you know, texting some of my friends who were like, "You watching this? You know, yeah, (laughs) good stuff." Uh, But uh, yeah, no, it was it just happened. So love love what Matt
0: Rule had to say about that, and also I, and also that is a big recruiting thing, Mm -hmm. right? Going on. The Pat McAfee show, the number I would say arguably the number one sports talk show, period, Mm -hmm. going on there. You know who's not on there right now? Coach Prime. All right, nope, that's enough college football talk. What are you
1: talking about? Go sell recruiting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) come on, come on, Coach Prime. Go sell some more almonds and KFC, please. Affleck, that's right. Yeah, right. insurance. Anyway, Husker volleyball in the Bow, final baby. four. Let's go, baby! Nebraska taking on Pittsburgh on Thursday. Pitt, Texas against Wisconsin in the other side of the final four. Give me, give it to me, give it yeah. to me, baby. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Uh, Nebraska and Pitt. This is not the first time they've played in a uh, Final Four. You may remember 2021, not too long ago. uh, Nebraska beat uh, Pittsburgh in four sets uh, to win the NCAA semifinal. They went on to lose to Wisconsin, though, a couple uh, days later in the championship. That was the best volleyball match I've ever seen in my life, uh, even though Wisconsin did win that game in the national championship again in 2021. But, uh, hey, you know. Pitt again. Let, let's do it. Also, this is interesting. Nebraska is thirteen and zero against Pitt all time. Really, thirteen and zero. We never lost to the oh, Pitt Panthers. That that doesn't that doesn't fill me with confidence. Surprisingly, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's also a matchup that features two of the top defenses in the country. Nebraska has the number one defense uh, overall in the country, holding opponents to point one three four hitting, and then uh, Pitt is number two, not not far behind point one three eight. So two of the top defenses in the country going at it, and uh, yeah, Nebraska volleyball back in the final four. Do you do you have like expectations for this? I mean, is there is there I mean, Nebraska, you know, number one overall seed. In like a you know, in a vacuum you would you would look at this and go well. I mean you should win right or yes. it's it's a complete bust. But I don't know this this entire team this season for me and I and I thought I've said this since day one. I mean you know the, when they were going on a run and it was really good and be like man it'd be great if we can get to a final four or even win a championship with this team. But. In, in years past, this would have been like a championship or bust type season because there's seniors and, you know, like players sure. who haven't won it. These are j- freshmen and sophomores and like one transfer junior, Merritt Beeson, who's incredible, but like it doesn't feel like it's like a, a bust. It would, it would suck if Nebraska lost. Like, like it, Nebraska loses their, it would stink. Then if we lose in the championship, it would stink. But. It's almost like hey, we're the number 1 overall team here and and it's like really freaking cool and it doesn't really matter like I mean because we're going to be back here next year cuz we have the same team. So,
0: I don't I, know. I, I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. It would be devastating for Nebraska it, to lose in yes. the final four.
1: No, no question, no question, but it's like hey, we'll, we'll be here next other times we've lost in the final four, it's felt like, did we just watch the end of Nebraska volleyball? Like, I mean, is it, it like, <laughs> we definitely are not having dy- that feeling. No, 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 no. But in, in the past, we've lost final fours and I'm mm. like, will we ever get back here again? And then it's like, oh no, we have John Cook. Like, yeah, yeah we have the Vince Lombardi of, of volleyball. Uh, so yes, we will. But, um, this one, like, yeah. There's no pressure. It, no, I don't There's think so. There's no Even pressure. though in any other circumstance there would be being the number 1 overall scene mm-hmm. having one loss and, and such a big target on your back. But um, I don't know. I feel like that can make these this team play a lot better yeah. uh, coming up on Saturday with no pressure. But maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's the other way around. But I, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for Thursday. Can't wait. Yeah.
0: I mean, I can't wait for Thursday. I think that I, it would be devastating if Nebraska loses. I am not going to go as far as you when it comes to the to the thought process there because Nebraska wants to win right now. These girls, how many back to back national champions have there been in volleyball? Not many. (laughs) Okay, this isn't wrestling where Iowa and Penn State go back and forth every year. It's not that way. It is truly this is this is a very special team that can be special this year, that can be special next year, and can be special the year after that too. This is this is the kind of team that. Nebraska that that is it's Nebraska in 1994 uh, for football like it's this is possibly the greatest volleyball team that we have ever seen and this is possibly not their best season but if you start putting doubts in their mind that they aren't the best team to ever go on the court then that's when things can get bad. Right. If they can sit back, if they sit back and say, well, it's fine if we lose here because that means we, we'll, but it doesn't matter because we've got another year. Mm-hmm. A loss in a big time spotlight like that can hurt the mental Definitely. game so much. That's why I, it is, for me, it has always been win every single game because you're good enough to do it, go and do it. Even though we had the conversation about it's hard to beat a team three times a bit yeah, with Wisconsin. playing Wisconsin. Play Wisconsin.
1: Unfortunately, I wanted them to lose uh, right. to Wisconsin. But you're saying, hey, yeah, you know, the beat end of the day, beat, just them just beat them all. Yeah, if you, you beat go. them all, there's no yeah. question. There's no question <laughs> as to who you are. You are yeah.
0: Nebraska. You're the best team in the country,
1: right? I like that. I like that. That's I, the way I, I look at it. Can't disagree with that. Um, it's just my psyche, my, my sports fan psyche, won't let me go there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every team is uh, it wins or lose. You know, seasons are over um, mm-hmm. halfway through a season. Sometimes, uh, in my cases, with, with teams that I follow, and you know, if you're uh, if you're an old team and and you bow out, and your season's over mm-hmm. with, and, a, and a, it's over for you. You know, yeah. throw the team away. No, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, yeah, it feels like that. Looking forward to it though. Um, get, yeah, give me Nebraska. Give me Nebraska, Wisconsin. Uh, let's do it. Oh, you want it? You want I, the Badgers? I, I want it. I want it. Part of me also thinks it'd be cool to see Tech. Texas won uh, the championship last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, to so to see you know Texas beat Wisconsin and then you know Nebraska, Texas having Nebraska beat Texas dethroning the champions and also beating a team that it's always fun to beat Texas. So yeah, um, it is. you know, uh, I I I'd, I'd go for either or, but uh, yeah, it's uh, looking forward to a good weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Going to be a fantastic weekend.
1: Just how great. Take let's take a moment to.
0: We'll take a step back.
1: Take a take a moment to revere the fact that uh, you know Nebraska volleyball is going to be on ESPN uh, at six o'clock on a Thursday night. Yeah, like that's prime time. Like ESPN's very well watched in the sports world, and to have Mm -hmm. it at six o'clock on a Thursday night. And then to have the championship game on network TV on ABC on Sunday at two o'clock, I mean the 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 eyes, like the eyes, the the viewership, the Nielsen ratings that are gonna be on that. Championship volleyball game at two o'clock on Sunday are going to be tremendous. Can't wait to look and see what those are next week. No matter who's in it, but uh, yeah, if Nebraska's in it, I'm sure that'll relay some more eyes. And you have volleyball obviously showing out well on uh, you know with what they're doing. And mm-hmm. you uh, we just talked about McAfee we're at rule on McAfee today. I mean that's a big thing and and what rules doing. So hey, we're, you know we're in the middle of the country. We're, we're a lot of people think we're hillbilly central, uh, Nebraska. No, <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're Absolutely not. not. We're a damn good volleyball team and uh That's right. We're trying it we're trying our best in, in football. We're, we're <laughs> that's right. We're, we're trying that's to right. compete. We're trying to get there.
0: Trying so. to get there. Yeah. Our basketball team though is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they but they did beat Michigan State seventy seven to seventy. Stopped a two-game losing streaks, but good they're, back. they're still pretty bad,
1: aren't they? Yeah, well, you know, everybody was saying fire Hoiberg after uh, they lost to Minnesota it after that seventeen-point comeback. It
0: is funny to say fire
1: Hoiberg after two losses, after yeah. the couple seasons that it's, he's had. it's great. I mean, I, I, and I thought the the most recent fire Hoibergs were a little bit ridiculous because it's mm. like yeah, these guys were eight and zero. And they started really well. They lost to a good Creighton team. And then, you know, teams do lose, give up double-digit leads in the second half. It's basketball. That can happen. Yes. Um, And then people were getting ready to fire Hoiberg. And I was like, guys, I have fired Fred Hoiberg midseason like three times already (laughs) in his five-year career. But I wasn't even quite ready to do that. And, uh, no, they they had a good bounce back on uh, Sunday against Michigan State, beating them by seven points. Uh, Whenever you get Tom Izzo, like... With his hands in his face, like rubbing his forehead. I love seeing Tom Izzo struggle. It's just the best. It's like, (laughs) it's what I've never seen the Mona Lisa before, but like watching Tom Izzo like get angry and do that is what I imagine revering the Mona Lisa would look like. You know, standing there watching them be like, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> inspiring. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, yeah, good stuff. There Love with a good basketball. Inspiring. It was a good weekend. I mean, you know, Huskers mm-hmm. win uh, volleyball. Obviously, the whole thing with uh, you know Dylan Rayola and and uh, Cal with Husker football. Nebraska men's basketball wins. Nebraska women's basketball won. My Denver Broncos won. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs lost. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's so, good weekend. Yeah, Packers lost. Yeah, Packers. It's did stupid.
0: Lose. stupid. Packers loss was stupid.
1: Game-winning field goal by Tommy the De- Not Tommy DeVito didn't kick it, but Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Tommy Cutlass sees the guy over there in uh, in New York. I don't know who kicked the game-winning field goal, but I don't know. Well, they're doing Cutlass. a lot of
0: these. and yeah. shaking their hand in the claw.
1: Did you see, claw, baby. Did you see Tommy DeVito's uh, agent? On the sideline, no, <laughs> you didn't see his agent. So uh-huh. his agent's going viral today. Uh, Tommy DeVito is going full into the Italian, yeah. you know, sort of kind of mob boss feel totally. that he's getting as the quarterback for the New York Giants. And his agent was uh, sitting on the sideline, and what do they call those flat hats? You know, oh, those flat yes, with a little button on the top. Button
0: on? Yes, I know exactly what do they call what those. Yeah, yeah, fedoras. No Not a fedora. Not a fedora. Just, a fedora's okay. got one, yeah, got a flat hat. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. He's got one of those. He's got a plaid. Stripe. It's a plaid suit, stripe suit. Yep. Okay. He's got a plaid suit on. He's got a weird Pins, looking tie. Stripe suit. He's got a weird tie. He just looks like a mob boss, and he's sitting right by his quarterback, who's warming up on the field. He's just on the phone, like his agents on the phone. I got, I got to show you the picture. Incredible. Uh, when uh, I could, I could find it right now. But I mean, yeah, Tommy DeVito is such <laughs> an insane story, and uh, his his parents, like his parents, such a thick New Jersey accent, uh-huh. and they're out there like tailgating before the game and. Yeah, that's that's the, a good. The Tommy story.
0: DeVito story is is great. It's just, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful story. And I hope Tommy DeVito sticks around in the NFL. Like Gardner Minshew with with Minshew Mania was a really good story in Jacksonville. But like he's playing, he's but he's a perennial backup. He's just he's the best backup quarterback in the NFL.
1: Right? That's yeah. it. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm showing you Tom, Tommy DeVito's agent. <laughs> <That> <laughs> oh was, my. god. This is just a screenshot of the clip. So. so outside of that frame what just is to that the guy right saying what's that know. guy hey yo listen
0: listen we gotta take care of the trash all right <laughs>
1: Bust his people kneecaps are putting put the up. the uh, guy from goodfellas <laughs> right next to it
0: hey pull the trigger all right we, we gotta pull the trigger on the meatballs all right we gotta do it yeah.
1: <laughs> we're not getting tommy to do it
0: you think, think Tommy DeVito is going to be doing a damn uh, charming ultra commercial? I don't think so. All right. The only and thing you that can he wipe wipes his ass with—that's that. right. The only thing he wipes his ass with is hundred-dollar bills. All right. Oh uh,
1: man. Oh, too good. Too good, yeah. But uh, uh, just the perfect like perfect agent player mm-hmm. story right there. There, there needs to be a movie of those two someday in <laughs> the future. Another Jerry Maguire, yeah, yeah. Speaking of wiping
0: his ass with hundred dollar bills, Shohei Otani. Oh man, big yeah. big dollars for the uh, the tax dodgers, as some would call them. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Los tax Angeles tax
1: dodgers. tax dodgers. I thought he was going to Toronto. Do you ever you you hear, you hear about all that stuff last week? I like, heard like all about. So the... Drake, uh, you know. Drake, mm-hmm. famous Canadian, uh Drake the singer. Drake the rapper, mm. wow, is calling the singer. <laughs> singer, jeez. Anyway, uh, Drake puts on his Instagram story of just uh an Otani Blue Jays jersey, just just the back of it, mm. and he's wearing it, and so people were like freaking out. Oh, that I means
0: this means he's going to
1: Toronto. And we then, know and then, how
0: good Drake is at getting players because Kawhi sure yeah. didn't stick around. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> so I don't know why people took that and ran with it, but then yeah, about uh, a day after, everybody thought one the day before it was he was going to Toronto, and then. The Dodgers come out and boom, there he is. They sign mm-hmm. him and uh, an amazing contract, if I might this add. Is Something a, that's uh, pretty this unprecedented. Is the wildest contract mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Something that couldn't happen in any other sport. I don't. I don't no. think you can At, do this. No. I think baseball is unique. Um, I can't really explain why, but just the well, way it's, it's all set up. Here.
0: It really is. It's wild. So it's ten years, yeah. seven hundred million dollars. However, he's in those ten years. Chohei is only getting $2 million a year, mm-hmm. which means he is left with $680 million of deferred money that he is going to get for the following nine
1: years after this contract is over. AKA, he's deferring 97% of his yearly salary to be paid at a later date. Is yep. that is that kind of how I... Yep. Uh, yeah. So you know the, yeah.
0: the Tony... Uh, or the... Bobby Bonilla. Bobby
1: Bobby Bonilla. Bonilla. Yes, Bobby
0: Bonilla Day happens every year Mm -hmm. in Major League Baseball. That is going to be replaced by Shohei Otani Day, Day. which is going to happen in 2034 when he still could technically be playing baseball. I mean, forty is Mm -hmm. forty is a bit on the older side, but it's not out of. It is possible that he could still be playing baseball, and so the Dodgers are going to be paying him sixty-eight million dollars a year from 2034 to 2043. And the idea is is that if Shohei doesn't take all of this money up front, that's 10 years that Los Angeles can go and still sign big-name guys. So he's effectively just taking... Taking waiting for his money to come, so that way he can play meaningful October baseball,
1: yep, yep, and uh just want to yeah, so th- this was all otani's idea too, mm-hmm. which is interesting and it and it makes me wonder how something like this is legal, and how something like the, like I said, like you, you could see this in major league baseball because baseball is kind of weird with its cap, like you couldn't do this in the n f l no it's just not how the their their cap and their free agent salaries work. Doesn't well, feel like you could do this in basketball, that's but because how the, does this happen so easily? Like, this doesn't feel fair, right? Well, well I mean, but it's reason, also player based. It's too. player based. Yeah. That's the yeah. whole
0: thing. The thing with the NBA and the NFL is that their contracts aren't real contracts, right? Like, in the NFL, the NBA, not so much. The NFL, a contract, you have a contract in the NFL until you get cut. Because then once you get cut, that contract has some clauses in it where you'll still get paid some money based on stuff, whatever. But if you get cut in two years into your contract, well, then that contract is basically null and void. Mm -hmm. In Major League Baseball, a contract is a legal contract in the same way that it would be between you and I. If we were to fill out paperwork, have lawyers look at it, and then one of us tries to back out of that contract – then there's going to be some major problems. Major League Baseball, thanks to their union, has that for them, whereas the NFL the NBA doesn't really have that Now the NBA has a much better union for their players because clearly like there are guys that are averaging ten points a game that are making you know fifteen twenty million dollars a year, which is a wild thing to be saying. But Major League Baseball is different in that way that the contract is an agreement between player and organization. Period. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. No other rules are, are applied here. Whereas the NFL, ha- their union, the NFL Players Union, has given a lot to the owners to let them get out of bad contracts, bad situations in this way. And it's really interesting seeing how different players unions have gone about and have won battles, have lost battles. And Major League Baseball's player union is stronger than any other union in 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 yep. professional sports
1: you might wonder too why otani would do this well he's also makes about it says this article says 45 million dollars annually on other endorsements and yep. whatever i don't know what he's with nike Adidas. i'd be sure with nike like he's making that anyway and mm-hmm. so uh all of this is just going to come at the I'm end surprised of surprised
0: more baseball players haven't done this
1: yeah yeah I, I, it is interesting maybe it's just like the financial security of Getting all this money now, like I mean, sure. But Otani is not in this situation. I mean, he's like, like we, you know, he's getting forty-five million dollars from Nike or Gatorade or, or Rolex or whatever else he's with, right? Um, well, but, we saw uh, a
0: bunch of guys like Mike Trout signed a ten-year, three hundred
1: million dollars contract or something like that. Yeah. We saw, but Mike, uh, pro- Mike probably wanted the money now, like, like what is a ten year well, He makes he million makes a year. bunch
0: of endorse- Yeah, he makes thirty million a year, but he gets yeah. a bunch of endorsements too. Like Bryce Harper it signed has to. a an 11 year deal or something like that. It was $33 million a year, something like that. Why
1: it's greed. They, they want the money now. Do you think, do you think Otani is, is Otani just like the, the, Best uh, like Otani might be my favorite athlete of all time now. If he just mm. shoves the money and goes, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll cut ninety seven percent. I'm going to get it at a later date. I'll get but it I'll, eventually. I'll cut, I'll, I'll cut ninety seven percent. I'll ruin the, the Dodgers
0: better. in a decade. Yeah, but I'll yeah. make the Dodgers this decade. Right, right. <laughs> Boom. That's
1: unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable.
0: And it's I, I don't know if it's good for the sport. I don't know if it's bad for the sport. I don't really care. It's cool. Is yeah. what it is at the very least. Man, I don't know. It like I, I it just it reframes a lot of things with like Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, yeah. these guys that signed these ten year, eleven year deals that were unprecedented deals for three hundred million, three hundred thirty million dollars for the life of the contract and just ruined the their team's chances of getting big, big signings. Yep. When Shohei could just comes in and is like, Yeah, sure, I want to play meaningful baseball. Whoa.
1: What Whoa. a concept.
0: That's a team player right there.
1: I like it. I you know like who it. would never do that? I've always liked Andrew Rodgers. Andrew who? Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> yeah. Aaron
0: Rodgers, he he took a bunch of money for the Packers and tanked their chances you of know. winning
1: a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I would say... Uh, the
0: NFL would never allow
1: this. Having to... Uh, waiting for that Matt Rule press conference, but having to sit through a little bit of Aaron Rodgers on, <laughs> on Pat McAfee, that <laughs> guy is... Pretty crazy, man. That guy's something. I have said this before on this podcast. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen in -hmm. my life. Uh, The guy is the most annoying human being of all time. (laughs) One of them. Couldn't agree
0: more. One of them. All right. We had a bunch of other things that we could get to, but we're we're running long at this point. Mm, We're at an hour six, according to... (laughs) Man, look at us. As we we could have filled a whole three-hour—we could have done Pat McAfee's job today yeah. if needed to because we got so much to talk about. But that being said, we are going to shut it down. We are—real quick, programming thing right now over the air. Are we doing a Thursday show or are we just going we to— Should we do a Thursday show? I mean, we got stuff to talk
1: about. Yeah, we could do—so when's Thursday?
0: It's Thursday. It's not tomorrow, but the day after.
1: <laughs> Today's Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. Um, Thursday would work. Thursday, Thursday would work? work. Yeah, we could do. We could I, won't do one we no. I won't be here. We can't. I won't be here. Why am I? Ha! I don't even know why I asked this these question. Are, these are how our production meetings go. Yeah, anyway, yeah, Thursday. Uh, uh, no, we could just stick with the. We could stick with one next week. We could, yeah. you know, we we got we've got the holidays around here. I think we'll we'll start going, and uh, we can fully plan on doing like our two per week, mm-hmm. especially after the after the New Year, Absolutely. you know, start to get back on that roll. So we'll, year we'll of give size you one in the stash. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll give you one next week, um, and then after that's Christmas, right? Pretty it much. Is. Yeah, so I'm taking that have, whole week off. Yeah, You're we taking that of, whole week mm-hmm, off. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. get to go to a Broncos game at the end of the year. There yeah. you go. I hope they're in playoff contention at that point still. So they 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 solidly are in right right now. Mm-hmm. Uh they they've got the Lions on uh, Saturday. The Lions are good. Then they got the Patriots on Christmas Eve. Then the Chargers. I'll be at that game there in Denver. Go. So I hope it's uh 30 degrees, snowing. It'll be awesome.
0: It will be awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll be at my Sister's wedding on the twenty ninth, so that's what that's what's taking up most of my Christmas week I, is preparing for my sister's wedding, getting everything. Winter weddings
1: are cool. I I've they are been cool. to a few. I like summers great. The worst are falls. Like mm-hmm. fall, don't do a fall wedding. Do a N- wedding. No offense to anybody out there who who's had a fall wedding, but don't do those. Also, March weddings like there always is a lot going on in March. I don't mm-hmm. know why March is just not good. But any other month of the year. January, February, April, May, June, (laughs) July, August. Those are your wedding months right Mm -hmm. there. And then December gets splashed in And then December. December's fine, too. Yeah. December, June. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we take that. that. We'll take that.
0: All right. That's enough of Siza and the Stash this week. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Austin the Stash. You can find me on Instagram, at Radio Guy
1: Austin. He is Parker Siza. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Parker Siza. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Peace.